good afternoon. You're listening to Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reed, and this is Food for Thought, which is Siren's food show. Each week I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening in the county too. On this week's show I chat to Eileen Robertson from Baked by Eileen. She makes homemade cakes using seasonal and local produce. She came down to the studio earlier in the week to chat to me about what made her decide to start selling her cakes. And I'll be revisiting my interview with Eddie Gadd from earlier in the year about looking after bees in Lincolnshire. This is Siren FM. Baked by Eileen is a small homemade cake business run by Eileen Robertson. She sells her cakes at the farmer's market at Castle Square and some of her cakes are also stocked in cafes in and around Lincoln. Eileen is particularly passionate about being a home cook. Everything she bakes comes from her kitchen at home and also about using the best local ingredients and seasonal ingredients too. Although she knows a lot about baking and food, Eileen is not a trained chef and has learned everything she knows along the way. In fact, making and selling her cakes for others is only a recent thing, as Eileen tells me now. I've always had an interest in cooking, uh, right from being very young, but my uh, career path took me many different ways, including sort of 20 years of nursing. Um, and then probably about, I don't know, five years ago, decided that uh, I'd like to um, see how a restaurant or something similar worked. So I had the opportunity to work at Doddington Hall before it opened as a restaurant and cafe in the kitchen. And um, so I was there for probably three and a half years and and was just phenomenal experience. It just brilliant, had a great time, learned absolutely loads. Um, but then I had a significant birthday that came up, which was uh, two years ago now, I was 50 and decided that I always wanted to do something when I was 50, which included probably travel. So I went off and had a gap year for (laughs) one year, which was absolutely fabulous, included four months away in Argentina and Chile, and uh, did lots and lots of things, which was just amazing. And then, sadly, that all went too quickly and came back to reality, which meant, what am I going to do now? Need to earn some money. And um, again, over the years, people have told me that, you know, that I can, you know, cook well and I should, you know, see if I can sell my stuff. So that's where the idea sort of started. And I approached a few local cafes um, to see if they would be interested. And luckily, one or two of them did say yes. Um, And then the other major breakthrough I had was um, I got in touch with um, the Lincoln Farmers Markets and I do a farmer's market once a month at Castle Square. And uh, so it should um, meant getting a stall and actually producing some goods that amazingly people wanted to buy. And uh, it's really sort of gone from there. So that was was last year. And um, as I say, on the way, I've picked up lots of private work as well as a lot more cafes. And it's great. And I, but I just work totally from my domestic kitchen at home and just do everything in very small batches and and that's that's where we are today really so it's all the sort of relatively recent thing then very recent yeah probably in the last two years since baked by eileen came into being it was a, an idea that i had and you know i've sort of done all the branding and 
you know, sort of, I had a definite idea what I wanted it to look like. I'm, I'm quite a foodie myself and I'm always sort of, in the name of research, looking at different cafes and different concepts. But baking has been my passion, really. Um, so and that's what I'm doing. So. So what kind of things are you are you baking? Is it particularly cakes or Yeah, it tends to be mainly sweet stuff, um, mainly cakes. My main passion really is to try to keep to the seasons. That's where I feel really strongly about. I mean, it would be lovely to have all organic um, you know, ingredients, but sometimes that's not possible. But if you're able to buy um, strawberries, say from Blackmore Farm at Doddington and use those in your baking then to me that's that's really, really important. And so I'm very lucky because obviously we've got so much produce, particularly in Lincolnshire, that I am able to use from month to month. And again, I think it sets my stall apart because it is different each month. I don't know myself what to expect until like this week now. I'll be buying to produce stuff on, on Saturday. So what's ever available to me, that's what I'll be getting. And so why did you decide to kind of go down this this seasonal route? Mainly because I think people are now becoming a lot more discerning about their food and what they eat and what what they don't eat. And I think that people are craving individuality. And they, they know that... I mean, I know the supermarkets do have their place and um, people on a restricted budget and, and diet, maybe, that, you know, that is great. But I think money is tight these days and I think that people want to buy, they'd rather have a slice of something that is really good rather than a great big, you know, piece of cake or a great big whole cake, you know. Um, and, and, and again, I think they just, people eat with their eyes, that is what they see and they think wow that looks different and I'll have that and to create that reaction in people is is wonderful and so does that mean when you're sort of on the stalls and also when you're catering for or, or bit, bit, bits in cafes and things like that, you're also sort of teaching them about seasonal things and how I hope so I hope so I mean you know it, it's it's a bit of an onward slog but luckily the people I, I who do come to my stall and the, and the cafes I've I work for um, have a very similar ethos to myself and they are trying to do the same thing in their own way as well so I'm playing a very small part in that but um, but the reaction has been you know fantastic so you know I think um, you know if people can remember a taste say for instance um, you know the beginning of the year the forced rhubarb when that was in season and I made rhubarb and ginger cake and everyone's like oh that's fantastic great and then they come again now to have it this month well it's not available so I think it's just creating that you know we've all become so used to having everything you know every day of the week you know throughout the year and I'm trying to get back to no you know taste an English strawberry right now with the sunshine that we've had this last week it is sweet and gorgeous rather than an imported one that we'll get from Spain in uh, for our Christmas on our Christmas table it just doesn't, in my mind, doesn't play a great part in all of that. And also local and support, not just supporting local produce, but supporting local cafes and places like that is, is an important thing as well. Very much so, yeah, very much so. Because I think, on you know, at the end of it all, we, we are all trying to do the same thing. We are trying to, you know, give people, people of Lincolnshire and particularly of Lincoln, you know, um, a good service and, and a good quality and, and I think when, when it when they when they taste it, 
then they do realise that yes, you know that that's that this is good because it's got the best ingredients in, and you know, like you know, free range eggs, unsalted butter, good flour, you know, a, a really fresh fruit, and um, and even vegetables are used to go into cakes as well. And it's great, and it's such a great talking point with people. I think that's the most important thing. That's the buzz I get from certainly from the, doing the market stall is, is the feedback we get from people. So um, you know, and I think baking has gone through a massive resurgence with all the various TV programs, and and it, which is great because people are now experimenting, and we have lost the art of you know baking, and it, it is slowly coming back to the forefront again. And and if by doing what I do that encourages one other person to do it then that's that I feel that's a really worthwhile you know job that I'm doing I was going to say yeah I think more people and especially sort of younger people who may not have known about the importance of baking things like, yeah. things like bake off means yes. it's it's always on the telly absolutely it, it really has it's been brilliant and I mean I, I never really used to watch things like that but now I have to because that's all the conversation I have with people did you see this did you see that I think, oh my goodness I have to keep up to date with that now which is brilliant um and I think you know because we've lost in schools particularly home economics and things like that which is what I, how I learned to cook um, and obviously my mother was a great influence as well you know, and I do appreciate that, you know, family life is very different these days. But I think, you know, there is something magical about being able to put some ingredients together to be able to follow a recipe, put some ingredients together that you've done, you know where everything's come from, and then to eat it and share it, you know, is either as friends or family, you know, there's no better no no better gift, I don't think, that we can leave to our, you know, the legacy to the children and, you know, as future generations. I really like that piece of advice from Eileen there and there'll be more from our chat later in the show. The nice weather has brought out all sorts of nice food like ice creams and picnics but it's also brought out all manner of insects. Opening the windows to keep the room cool has meant that wasps and bees have just started inviting themselves into my house. However, it might have got you thinking about looking after bees properly. Earlier in the year, I spoke to Eddie Gadd from the Lincolnshire Beekeepers Association to find out what it takes to look after bees. And Eddie starts by telling me some of the benefits of keeping bees. The best thing that I can say that beekeeping has given me, it opens your eyes to nature. You're aware of what the weather's doing today and tomorrow and yesterday. You're aware of what is in flower. You're anticipating what's going to actually come out in flower. And you see flowers that you probably would never have seen before. Um, for instance, the sycamore trees have just come out in flower, which hang in little bundles like bunches of grapes. Well, probably the general public has never actually noticed a sycamore tree covered in flowers, but only see the little propellers that come down in the autumn. So it, it does actually give you an insight into nature. And with beekeeping, there's a great fellowship in beekeepers that most beekeepers will actually go out of their way to help and advise somebody. So uh, that, that's the main reason I enjoy keeping bees. And what about making honey? Is that a, a thing that a lot of beekeepers get involved in or, or is it it's a bit more of a, a skill? Well, most most beekeepers, their end aim is to produce a crop of honey for their own use or to sell or just enough to put on their own toast. 
obviously last summer was difficult because we had adverse weather conditions, but uh, uh, it is uh, a really wholesome food source, and um, I think more and more people are realising that uh, there's nothing finer than buying uh, a British honey that has been produced locally, and local honey will have a distinctive flavour depending on what crop it's actually been produced on. The same as buying wine from a distinct region, that honey will actually uh, uh, have the same sort of uh, distinct flavours. So does that depend upon what the bees are having, or is it kind of like a, a county thing? Or Well, no, it, it depends, obviously, on what the bees are actually taking the nectar from. For example, they could be feeding on taking nectar from a field of beans or from heather if they're in the top of Lincolnshire into Yorkshire, or they could be working borage, and all these different flowers would have a distinctive flavour. Uh, honey that you buy from a supermarket is usually a blend of honey from many different countries all blended together uh, to get a consistent product all of the same flavor all of the same taste but if you talk to your local beekeeper he might turn around and say to you well I've got some honey here today uh, that's come from sea lavender which would have a distinctive flavour about it and people like to try different flavours of things and and it may be a flavour that they uh, particularly like. We get people coming back time and again when they've had a certain honey. Have you got any more of that borage honey? Have you got any more of that lime honey? Because they particularly like that flavour. Well, if you go to a supermarket, uh, you, you really can't choose what honey that you're actually going to purchase. Wow, that, that's quite fascinating. Um, so if people wanted to start keeping bees, what would be your sort of top bit of advice be? The top bit of advice is whatever county you're in, if you go onto Google and do a Google search and find uh, your local county association and they will have district associations and contact one of the districts and go along to one of the district meetings and seek advice. Don't go out and buy any bees or equipment till you've actually learned how to keep bees. Just find out first and you'll find there's lots and lots of help out there. We, in Lincolnshire, uh, most of the districts each year run a beginner's course. We run a taste today in August so people can come along and uh, have a a morning's tutorial to give them an insight into beekeeping and in the afternoon we get them out in the apiary and uh, let them look at some bees and handle some bees so they can really see whether they really want to keep bees, give them some of the pitfalls so they don't go out and uh, spend a lot of money unnecessarily and then find that it's not for them. And that was Eddie Gadd from the Lincolnshire Beekeepers Association with advice on how to look after bees in Lincolnshire. This week's local food profile is Baked by Eileen, run by Eileen Robertson. In the first half of today's Food for Thought, she chatted about the importance of using seasonal produce in her bakes. This means that the cakes she makes change all year round to fit in with what's supposed to be eaten in those months. Eileen tells me that her customers have some firm favourites, though. 
The thing that I've seen to, everyone seems to love is my chocolate brownie. That, it goes a storm. And we have lots of very disappointed people if they don't get to the market early enough. <laughs> um, meringues is another thing that's really, you know, very popular. Again, this time of year is just fantastic because we've got all the soft fruits out. And so people can buy fairly oversized meringues and then they can either have them as holes or make them into eat and mess. Um, at home and have great dessert or just eat meringues on their own you know but people do seem to love that and again I just love to see what's in season as I say this week I'll be you know I've already got my plan for what I want to do for Saturday for the market but it includes strawberries raspberries apricots um, and finding the recipes that will match up to those and you know and then again just seeing people's reaction reaction to something a little bit different you know, we're very used to just seeing chocolate cake or Victoria's sandwich, and which, are, you know, they have got their place, definitely. But when you see something with, you know, an upside-down cake with summer berries and it just looks spectacular and, and people immediately are drawn to, oh, what's that? So something a little bit different. So that's my aim. And, and following the, the, the seasonal thing again, when you get to sort of like the winter months, does that mean it becomes, you have to start thinking a bit more creatively? Definitely. Very much so. I mean, we are very, again, we're very lucky um, in, in England to have apples and pears, which, you know, again, come in sort of through the autumn. And then we sort of head towards the Christmas period, which obviously is more festive stuff, which, you know, again, people love that, you know, they, they maybe haven't got enough time to make their Christmas cakes or to do their showpiece for their, you know, their buffets or whatever they're doing. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a challenge, but it, everything can be got round, you know. I mean, it might not be local to Lincolnshire, but I will use something that's local within season you know, in some part of the world. So, say, for instance, towards November, December time, cranberries in America are coming to their best. And so I will use cranberries and chocolate and, and things like that. And, again, people think, oh, that's that's a, a different combination and, you know, something that sets you apart from, you know, what the normal stuff is around you know, what we have locally. And so is it nice uh, to... You mentioned earlier that you're kind of a smaller operation and that you're you're based at home is it nice to kind of have that all at home it, it is it is it's it the only thing I would say now it's possibly a bit lonely having worked in a big kitchen where well it wasn't particularly a big kitchen but we had obviously had other members, members of staff and you do get to bounce ideas off of people and especially if things don't go quite as you expect them to go which does happen quite frequently but uh, yeah I mean I enjoy the freedom because it's you know I can do it within you know my you know my other restraints that I have other 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 the commitments that I have I am able to work around that and that is a wonderful sense of freedom because you know if I want to bake at seven o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock at night then that's completely my choice um, but as I say the only downside is a little bit lonely but but uh, uh, my long-suffering husband uh, yeah he uh, <laughs> he he does help when uh, he gets the brunt of it when he gets home about you know whatever's gone on or not gone on whatever it is so that's quite good <laughs> it's really nice weather at the moment but even yesterday when I had the oven on for a briefest moment to cook dinner it was horrible yes, <laughs> exactly and I think that's again you know um you know, the, uh, it's wonderful that we've got this wonderful weather. But yes, in in a uh, in a cooking situation, that can be quite testing. But again, having the flexibility of not having to do it right in the heat of the day is great. Um, I mean, obviously, I have got commitments to say this next, as of tomorrow, it's sort of three full days of 
of baking, you know, to be ready for the market on Saturday. So, you know, I do, you have to be a bit careful, but I, you know, my kitchen is north facing, so that's quite good. It's only sort of late afternoon that it starts to get really warm. So it's just up early and get going. (laughs) And how would you kind of like baked by Eileen to carry on into the future have you got any sort of massive plans no not really I can't believe I just I just feel so blessed and privileged to what I'm doing at the moment I really enjoy it, it you know it just started off as a sort of a German of an idea like all these things on the back of a napkin you know what if what if and then I've been very lucky to turn it into a reality and I do feel very blessed um you know, sometimes I think when I've got mounds of washing up, it would be lovely to have more staff, but uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, no, I enjoy it. I, I think um, I'd like to develop, as I say, the, 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 the smaller independent cafe scene because I think, you know, I really like to work with, you know, younger people who have got a passion and a drive to move this whole thing forward and who have got very similar views to myself. Um, and I really enjoy, you know, in some small way playing a little bit of a part of their of their their ventures as well um and yeah I, I i don't know what the future will bring i can't believe that what it's brought me already in these last two years it's just been fantastic so who knows <laughs> and that was eileen from baked by eileen and if you'd like to find out any more information about her then she has a website which is bakedbyeileen.co.uk And as always, you can go over to the Siren website, which is sirenonline.co.uk and click on Food for Thought and I'll put any links for Eileen up there and also you can listen to the show in full. 107.3 FM This is Siren FM And that's all for this week's Food for Thought. If you have any restaurant recommendations or just want to get in touch, then head to sirenonline.co.uk and click on Food for Thought. And there you can find out how to get in touch with me and you can also find previous episodes of Food for Thought to listen to online as well.